Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakadi, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of August 12th, 2022. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And that's it. It's a lovely Dos Compadres episode. It'll be like that for quite a while, I believe. So, <laughs> Yeah, Luna's pretty busy, but... We look forward to her first episode back. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, how have you been and what you've been listening to as of late? I've been pretty good. Uh, I haven't been listening to anything too crazy. It's It's been a light week for me. I've mostly just been listening to kind of the stuff that we've been talking about a lot as of late. So, you know, that's like more Signal, more Beyond Vanitas. You know, uh, I did, I was also re-listening to See You by Bish, which we talked about last week, which is, you know, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and uh, we, I've been listening to some stuff that we're going to be talking about a little later, but other than that, nothing too crazy. What have you been listening to, my good sir? So I've been listening to a little things here and there. I was actually listening to Nana Mizuki's latest EP, Delighted Reviver, which is also really good. I was also listening to Ultra Flash by Konomi Suzuki, which is absolutely fantastic. So just a little things here and there. But besides that, I was listening to oh, Falling Into Your Eyes Again by I'm Yon. I've been really, really digging this record and Honestly, I can kind of see it as probably my album of the year, to be honest. There's a couple other things of note that I just wanted to bring out here. So I was also listening to uh, Happy End, Ja Nachtemo by Bish. I was listening to TV by Eagle Apartments once again after their Eagle Apartments album. I was also listening to... Nete Anda by Yachiko Girl, which is something probably me and Luna will probably be falling in love with. I was listening to Startline again by Palette Parade. I was just thinking, I was like, you know, as much as I kind of really did not like their A sides, the Palette Parade beat side songs with Startline was really, really solid. I was also listening to Summer Magic featuring Peggy Daw by Show Moore, which is absolutely fantastic. I was also listening to Awake by Hyung Ryong as well. So a little bit here, a little bit there. But overall, I can't wait to hear what's next. But yeah, with that, you know, we have the lovely music corner here. And this time around, you, Gray, have the wonderful chance to introduce your artist to us. So why don't you go ahead? Uh, yeah, so this is a group I, I discovered about a, a week or two ago. And I just kind of happened to stumble upon them. I honestly don't even remember quite how I found them. And they had a weird and interesting name. And I thought I'd give them a check. And that is the four-member rock group uh, called Friends. Uh, they consist of Emmy Okamoto, who likes to go by Emmy-san. Uh, she is the lead singer, and most of the time when you're hearing a song, she is the one who, who you're hearing. Ryohei Nakashima does the bass. Uh, Taro Miura does plays the guitar, and he also does vocals uh, on some tracks, not every track but he, there are a couple of tracks that he does contribute his vocals to 
And then uh, Rui Sekiguchi uh, is the drummer, and he's also one of the vocalists in the group. Uh, the group was actually founded by former member Hirose Hirose. This was back in 2015. He really wanted to put on a crazy 25th birthday party. And the way that he decided he was going to do this is by putting together this band. So Hirose Hirose originally was a member of the band as well. And he was the keyboardist. And he originally first reached out to Emmy because he he had worked with her previously on a different project. And uh, Emmy-san was a member of the love nin ningen uh hirose hirose was ningen uh, ningen thank you oh lord sorry uh my i'm all over the place today so you guys will have to forgive me uh hirose hirose himself was a member of the band uh nikoten and then so they had the keyboard and vocals and then he had a friend uh that he reached out to, and that was Ryohei uh, Nagashima because they needed a bassist. And then lastly, Rui uh, Sekiguchi joined the band as the drummer, and they kind of got their start there. Uh, and one night out on the town, Emi-san saw these sign for a bar called Philippine Pub Friends and took a picture of it, sent it to her bandmates. They really liked the name Friends. And so that's the name that they started using in their group. The last member to join the group was Taro Miura, who joined the group in 2016. And then last year, Hirose Hirose did decide to leave the group. I couldn't find why, but he's decided to step away and work on other projects and so moving forward uh it's just going to be the four instead of the five and since he left the group they've only had one release which is their latest release their superb ep but they've had they've released one album and they have released 17 total Singles and I'm combining their digital and physical singles, just combined total of 17. Uh, but yes, uh, the band aims to create friendship, love, and, and uh, the subtleties of everyday life through a variety of pop sounds, along with exquisitely intertwined originality. And I, I did, I wound up really liking this group. They have like a fun lightheartedness to them. There's a upbeatness to a lot of their tracks i mean their 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 music is friendly in a way uh and i, I do I, I love it uh one of my favorite songs that they did is tokyo kona konya which is on their uh on their original on their album and i i love that song specifically because taro and Emi-san really shine in that. They have great vocalization and harmonization in that song. And it really makes you wish they did more tracks kind of in in that style of where it's more of a duet because of how good those two sound together. But 
overall, I, I wound up really enjoying my time with this group. I had a lot of fun with them, and I think they were just a delight to listen to. They have a lot of good tracks. I, I do really enjoy the Superb EP. I think it's a blast to listen to, and that's their most recent release, so... I think that's a good place to start if you're checking them out. And that's going to give you their sound post Hirose Hirose's departure because that's the first thing that they've really released since he left. So it, it, it'll it be interesting to see. I, I don't know why I have a knack for picking groups who just recently lost a member. <laughs> but still, uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of like the direction they go in and kind of the sound that they make now that they've lost Hirose Hirose's influence on the group. It could it could significantly change them. It, it could not. It just depends on, on how I mean, they go. But There's a significant change, kind of, to hear what was Hirose's... Um, I'm just going to call him Hirose. I'm not going to double down on his name here. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I don't know why I keep saying his full name, which is... <laughs> and it's, it's technically not his full name. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I guess it's his stage name. It is but... his stage name. And, you know, yeah. a slight... You, you know, there is a change in styles with Hirose's touch, so to speak. And what... I'm pretty sure he was one of their major contributors with their composition because you can kind of tell pre his left, his departure and, and post departure that they kind of went on a different style slightly. But um, one of the reasons um, I'm just going to add this in here, why Hirose left is because he took a job with YCM. And if you guys don't know what YCM is, they are a sound production studio that does a lot of male idols. So over the past two years, you probably had listened to one of Hirose's written work and competized work as well, Gray. And you just did not know about it. (laughs) Probably, yeah. I mean, I'm notoriously known for not really following like the, the the production side of idol music at all which it's is like, a shame. like i like the which, idols but i don't which, really follow which, which is honestly a shame because you know a lot of these these composers are you know either artists themselves or were artists themselves and it's it's kind of a interesting look to see where they're where they kind of know what they were in and kind of was using their talents for other people as well so he's he's their main contributor for Cubers, to be honest. Uh, he also did. He also did Grateful Runners. Interesting. Do you, do you remember what Graceful Runner was by? <laughs> I do not. A B C to Z. <laughs> oh my lord. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that group. Yeah, actually, I think I have. I think I have an A B Z to Z song. In my, yeah, so in my he, he, he wrote he wrote and produced that song. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so he's 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 been in with the companies for a while. He's actually wrote for She Is Summer. She also wrote for Silent Siren. He also worked for Melt, and he his main thing is Cubers though. He's he's been known for that, and then he's worked with ABC to Z, Sexy Zone, and Kinky Kids. So he's been with. 
He's been doing this, uh, at least for the sound side and the producing side, for quite a while. So I can see why he probably left Friends because of that, because he probably just thought that, you know, unfortunately, producing is a little bit much more of his style instead of playing. Possibly. I would also imagine he probably makes more money. Yes, that's another thing that I kind of didn't yeah. want to bring up. As much as we love to believe in all these groups that we cover, um, <laughs> you know, 60% of them aren't going aren't gonna to be here in about five years. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's interesting. I, I also believe that Emmy Song will also probably leave fairly soon. <laughs> Uh, it's possible. She she has a career outside, and she's been she been releasing a couple songs here and there over the last couple years as well. So it'll be very interesting. But regardless, you know how I feel about Friends is they have such a very interesting vocal styles. Their harmonization between Emison and Sekiguchi is actually really really good I absolutely really love their their banter back and forth if you listen to a lot of their songs but for me like the one of the major things is unfortunately I think I think this is one of the reasons that um, post Hirose Hirose here happens is that they don't have something that really sticks out. You know, I really did like Superb, and Yodu wa Kirai was actually really, really good. They're listening to Solar, listening to a handful of their releases. There's just something that is that that you need that oomph, and unfortunately. As of right now, I don't hear it with with friends. That could be because of Hirose, but I I thought that Superb was a very nice release. But it's just for me for bands that come out like this, and as someone that closely eyes this particular genre specifically, I've heard a dime a dozen bands just like this, and unless you kind of really go out of your way to make an oomph. You're just gonna get lost in the the storm, so to speak. There, there's one thing that I'm, I'm kind of a little on the fence that I really wish that you had mentioned though, because there's one thing that will win me over. Cause superb is really really good. Like out of if when I went down everything, I left superb last because it's recent. Yeah. So anything that um that you'll need to be able to hear everything overall. But with Superb, they really relied on Shibuya K, which is, and, and you know, a specific style. And they are dubbing themselves a, a Neo Shibuya K style band, which they kind of need to rely on. If they relied on that just a little bit more and hit on City Pop, they'd probably be a really good band that I probably would have found out a lot more sooner. Because Yoruaki Dai is absolutely fantastic honestly well and see superb was the first thing i listened to by them i i always have like the the habit 
I, I know when we cover groups from Music Corner, <laughs> me and you do like the polar opposite, where you listen to their first release and kind of go through their discography in, in order. Because I, 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 like I, like I like to see, I like to see, I like to see evolution. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, I like to, I like to hear where they are currently and and and, and move and, and go back in time to where they started. I, I, that's just my process. In in uh, Yolu wa Kirai to me to me was it it, it was just a, a little different and, and uh, stuff. I I did I liked it a lot. I think that's a, a good track overall. But yeah, I'm, I'm eager to see. Like I said, what they do next. Like, yeah, um, yeah. You know, post Hirose is probably something that I'm looking really really forward to, and that's the only reason why I. I think I'll be a little bit hard is because a lot of the stuff with Hirose, like, you know, when he was with the band, it just sounded just, it, it was okay, but nothing like really letting me go except with the, the harmonizations. Cause Miura does some great work. Sekiguchi does some great work with Emison as well, but it's, that was the thing that was really, really, really impressing me overall. And I really wish they, relied on that a little bit more and then now shifting over past you know Hirose they are doing their own thing and I kind of really appreciate that if they really stick to what Superb was and kind of just play the gambit of what they need to know about sound and things like that and really listen into Shibuya K and mix that style I think they would be a really good band but it's just like like listening to their stuff prior it was really difficult to go through with them because of the fact that they, it's female-led rock bands are a time a dozen. That's why. And I'm just saying that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, it, I, I, I will say like it, I will say I like their more current work than their earlier stuff. Hmm. Uh, you know, that, that, because where they were like later in their career and working together, they, they I, to me that sounded sound. better. They already yeah, know their sound. It, and they're, oh, well, and they they kind of figured out like where they want to go. It seems like. So, and then and then they had the changing of Hirose Hirose. So that was something else that you 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 factor into to yeah, the formula, obviously. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Because like, so, like you know like if you look at their top songs like love yeah yatsoku and ijanai uh, it's 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 for for me i mean as long as you know the trumpets does help ijanai but there's nothing nothing really to shake it up there but then when you get to the later stuff post that like crushing memories is really really good superb is absolutely fantastic i think just you know this post hirose era for them is going to be really, really good. And I honestly can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, this is definitely going to be one of the groups I'm keeping an eye on for our roundup, because I think uh, hopefully they'll have a, a release by then and we can get a better idea of what the the, the new band moving forward is going to look like. Mm. Now, if your prediction that uh, Emi-san might leave because I yeah I know she's also in, uh, wrapped up in other projects. 
if she leaves, I wouldn't be too shocked if the other three just kind of call it quits. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the thing, the thing, the thing is I mean, with that, you know, like it's it's that that's the trap that you have when you have a an over reliant on your vocalist with a band. That even if when the band kind of breaks apart or the 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 lead singer leaves, and granted, you know that's the heart and soul of your band for the most part, but your other members should be able to continue on for the most part and it really sucks when a major proponent is your vocals and once that vocalist leaves <laughs> you're kind of screwed <laughs> yeah it, it's really hard to move on from that when you rely and like i said they have a lot of people in the group who are great vocalists that could step up without her but i you know I don't know if they'd be interested in continuing on as a three three piece rock band. Well, may, the, maybe so, but the thing is, like, I mean, this is also going into other areas of like what happens when a singer leaves for for a a group or a band. What happens to the other members? A lot of them just calls it quits from the entire industry. And the thing is, like, for example, I I, I don't mean to kind of drone on here, but this is a very interesting topic to talk about later on down the line which we should go back on to if the lead singer for Ajkan left the other members will be okay am, am I wrong to make that assumption uh yeah no no I I think uh well I I don't know they do have other vocalists in Ajikan. But it's been a while since I've listened to them, so it's hard for me to make a declarative statement that they would be right, perfectly um, fine without them. Another, we'll we'll play a little bit closer gambit here. If the lead singer for for um, official Hige left, will the other members be okay? I could see it. Yeah, it'd be it'd be weird. There'd definitely be a transitional period, but I, yeah. I think they'd well, be not continuing as official Hige, but they'll yeah. probably. Yeah. be in other groups or other bands the yeah. thing is i don't know if i can say that about friends <laughs> if once emi okamoto leaves or emi san leaves i i have no idea what the other members are gonna do <laughs> well and originally like all the members of the group were members of other bands already so i could see them finding other work in in the industry uh somehow some way i, th I think they they have it it's just finding the the right places and stuff i mean it's it's a topic that i would love to really talk to to the both of you guys about for for rock because you know that well a we all listen to it but that, that that's my area of expertise with with rock and stuff like that and i would love to be able to talk to you guys about that and you know i really hope that we will get to be able to talk about that topic eventually with all three with all three of us yeah, that would be nice, and that that was one I was really kind of enjoying the conversation we were having because uh, it's it's been a while since we've been able to really do a topic. But I, you know, it it, it was um, it's an interesting thought experiment, you know, and uh, it would be I would love to hear 
what Luna uh, has to say, especially I'd love to get her two cents on Friends. I wonder if she'd enjoy them or not. So I think she'd enjoy uh, their recent stuff. I think she'll be exactly like me, where I think they'll really enjoy Superb and and Crushing Memories, but with Hirose, I think he'll be a, she'll be a little bit eh, all right with him. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. That that uh, I think I think you're right in your assessment. Unfortunately, me and me and Luna are fairly similar in taste of music, especially with rock. Um, but for the most part, I can I can kind of grasp that assessment. <laughs> that makes sense. But yeah, I want to say thank you for introducing us to friends. And like I said, I'm not. I don't mean to bash them. It's just that. And I'm looking forward to what they have, and I'm really, really anticipating to what they have as of right now. So I don't don't mean to sound like how I was sounding earlier. You, no, no, you're fine. Yeah, no, I, you know, you know, if anything, it, it they show promise because you wouldn't you wouldn't waste time criticizing them. Yeah, and I look forward. You, yeah. I honestly look forward to what they have after Hirose. I really do, and that's that's the thing that I'm like. You know, with Hirose, they were kind of just like, eh, I, I understand what you're going for. There's just no chomp, so to speak. But, uh, you know, without Hirose, which is, which is something very interesting, I just noticed that they are really embracing that Shibuya K style and trying to mix in City Pop. But a lot of bands are trying to do that right now, so hopefully they kind of put the pedal to the metal and try to be the forefronts of those kind of bands. If they are able to do that. I can see friends being being fairly notable in that assessment there. Yeah, and I will say I, I do agree with you. I because I, I think we've covered a few of them on the show and on the site. Like I know that's a growing genre and and so you you know if you want to stand out in that genre, you're gonna have to really step up and bring mm-hmm. your best foot forward. Yeah. But yeah. With that, let's continue on to the Oricon here, and it was something. <laughs> uh, we've had worse weeks, but we've had better weeks. <laughs> yeah. But this is kind of in the middle. It's in the middle. I mean, it was better than last week's. Much. This is a market improvement over last week's. But with that, let's continue on to number 10 here, and it is Bisan wa Naze Naku Nadu no Ka by HKT48. Not much more we can say about this. This week it sold a lovely 5,190 copies here. And going on up to number 9, it is Orange Kiss by Snowman. I don't think we have any too, too much differencing opinions from when we first listened to it. So, Yeah, I, I still really like it. I, I understand where you guys are coming from. But uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, and I've been going back and listening to it a little bit. And I'm still getting some good mileage out of it. I'm still having a lot of fun with it. So, mm. uh, yeah, my, like I said, my opinion hasn't changed at all. So, yeah. With that, this week it sold a lovely 5,353 copies here. And going on up to number eight it is a lie by claris here and i believe this is tied to the anime 
to Lacour's Recall. I believe the new season, I believe it's the opening for that anime. So. But it's it's Claris. I mean, if you listen to Claris, Clar- yeah, Claris is one of those things that they're a staple in an industry. And because they're a staple, they don't like to really go out of the norm, so to speak. Yeah, I, I have. I've listened to some Claris in the past. I'm familiar with some of Claris's work. And, you know, sometimes they, Claris has really good music. But I think, you know, Claris is definitely, it's in, you know, that anime style that, you know, that's very much what they are. And, and I know that's kind of like what they're designed to do and that's what they're there for. So... You know they're they're very much fitting in with that, and they're not really doing anything to break the mold and stuff. I think Alive is okay. I don't think it's a terrible song by any means, but it's not rewriting the book on anime music either. And it's just kind of okay. No, it is not. It's just kind of okay. But uh, yeah, it's uh, like I said. I, I thought it was okay. Not not enough to download it. But yeah. it was like I, I didn't hate it. I, I would yeah, I wouldn't not, not enough to push the, the plus radio sign, channel. so to speak. Yeah. yeah, no, God, no, not even close to that. But yeah, uh, that's what you mean by downloading them. <laughs> oh yes, press the plus. You're right. I, yeah, you, you're two hundred percent right. Yeah, that is what I mean. But yeah, this week I sold a lovely five thousand seven hundred sixty-five copies here, and going on up to number seven, it is Endless Eight by Mister Lover. I'm sad that it did not get number eight. Yeah, it missed it by one slot. So yeah, th- think of the synergy that they would have gotten. <laughs> uh, synergy that they needed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, speaking of that, but you know, what do we think about Endless Eight here? You know, this is this is their second group here or second release here with you know fire alarm last year and i don't think we've listened to fire alarm because this is the first time i've seen mr lover on the scene here yeah i don't remember covering them i mean i don't have the best memory anyway so uh but this is the first time i remember uh covering them and it, it was it, it was interesting i i this was an okay release overall. Yeah. Uh, I felt like I don't know. I see potential in this group. They're not. Uh, they're not terrible per se. I don't. Pers- personally, for me, they are a male idol group that doesn't know how to harmonize together and it really sucks <laughs> that they don't know how to do that <laughs> it sounds yeah, like they're her- it sounds like what they did was they auditioned each th- each of the members individually and then was like oh we chose our members oh here you guys go you're gonna meet together for the first time have at it with the magic <laughs> It feels like that with this group. I I don't know their history, and uh, I'm I, to, to be honest, I I do not want to look it up because I just want that headcanon. And because of the fact that Endless Eight just sounds like several different singers trying to do their best to sing with each other, 
it's very interesting to see that way. Yeah, their their harmonization is lacking, and it's just I'm like I, said, I like I hear talent. I think I think they could be really good. They just they need to work on it a bit more. Uh, it, but also, I feel like the composition of Endless Eight specifically is really holding this group back. Like this song is monotonous it is at 11 literally the entire time and it's a f over four minute song i i remember looking down and could not believe like i was halfway through the song when i first listened to it i'm like what there's two more minutes of this i don't know if i could keep this up so me personally like i said i i'm eager to see what mr lover does next i i like I, I hear some nugget in there and just, it, you know, it's a diamond in the rough, maybe, potentially a diamond in the rough. They just, they just need to work it out a bit more. Uh, Cause uh, To The Glory was markedly a, a bit better and With You Kizuna was also slightly better, but none of them ever really rose to hitting the plus sign for me. And like I said, Endless Eight really overstays its welcome. It's just way too long and kind of obnoxious, so. Yeah, regardless, you know, Endless 8 sold somewhat well at 6,227 copies here. Going on up to number 6, it is Amazing Love by Kinky Kids. Not much more we can say about this release. This week, it sold a lovely 8,142 copies here. And going on up to number 6, it is... Amatodanchi with their latest release Bu Amu Kuchu Chen <laughs> I just butchered the hell out of that Bamu Kuchin uh, Yeah Bamu Kuchin it that that's my read of it and it is a it lo it looks weird in it's like a, in Romaji it, it's it's not a uh it's a type of cake. It's a sponge round cake that is from Germany. <laughs> oh, that, that sounds delicious. That does sound delicious, but I can't say it worth a lick of my soul. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've struggled with the pronunciation of this off air. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I believe that's how you say it, but that's not how you say it in Japanese. That's how you originally yeah. say it in German. <laughs> yeah. But what did you think about this release? Because I believe this is your first time listening to Amitodanshi, so... Yeah, uh, I, I wound up really liking this, and originally I didn't hit the plus sign, but after kind of talking it over in the pre-show, I wound up and hit the plus sign <laughs> and added it. Uh, I did I, I like this a lot. It's a... It, it's like a fun you know you said it's kind of like a cake and this kind of reminds me of a cake it's like this fun light fluffy sort of number and it just it works it doesn't overstay its welcome and it's it's got a, a charm to it you that know, I, I really just, like 
when I first heard this, I was like, you know, Gray's going to freaking love this. I already can see it on my mind's eye because I can see the the style that they're going for. This is traditional male idol. And to, to a T. To a freaking T. And they, they are dubbing themselves the next generation male idol group. And if this is what... Reiwa has to offer with male idol. You're, you're going to be eating fairly heavily there, there, boyo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. It, it's a. Uh, I, I mean, this is a. Uh, like I said, this is a great release, and I did. I, I think their vocals are really good. I and uh, the harmonization is done superbly. Uh, the the composition gets the job done. Uh, the melody is cute. I, 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 did, I liked it. I, I think this is a really good release. I'm, I think I'm going to be going back and listening to this on repeat. Uh, that being said, I I will be... I will say this much. A little criticism to the song, even though I did wind up really liking it, is you're right. This is Mel Idol to a T. And if you don't like Mel Idol music, you're I don't know if there's anything in this song that's going to change your mind. <laughs> and change your perspective this is very much a song that i think is catering to to its to an audience and that that audience just happens to be me and and i'm loving that that catered cake so much so uh yeah uh this is this is great and i'm i thought they might be an idol group looking at the cover of of the thing like you can see they're you know they're in like the colors and stuff so i thought they might be idle but i didn't want to assume so uh it, it's nice to know that that they are going for an idle group i don't know yeah this neo idle sound i like it it, it, it works really well new, ge- new generation <laughs> Or sorry, okay, new next, generation. Next generation, not Neo. Next, they're, next they're, gen. they're specifically calling themselves the next generation male idol group. All right, next generation idol group. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Songs that you can shouldn't shouldn't idol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? It's gonna be directed by Dickiano next time. <laughs> Yeah, the well, concept you know. of while eating and dancing with sweets, <laughs> you can listen to these songs. Yeah, that 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 sounds about right. <laughs> I uh, that sounds like a challenge that I'm up for. I mean, you can dance with a Kit Kat in your mouth, right? <laughs> Man, I can barely walk and talk. <laughs> dance with a Kit Kat in your mouth. You're trying to kill me. <laughs> And regardless, if you looked at their thing, they're hella idle, man. Dude, all the colors. Yeah, like I said, I just I don't want to assume because I have. If I see I men made... with fairly different colors on their their ascot and scarves and their side, immediately my idle loving brain is just going to be a yeah, that's idle. <laughs> regardless, Bam Kuchin sold a wonderful. 8,291 copies. And going on up to number four, it is We Will by Layla. So, of Love Live here. Unfortunately, we don't have our original Love Live person here, uh, Luna. So, we're just going to shit on this song all day. (laughs) 
I will say, I wish you were here to defend it a little bit. <laughs> Let's just say this much: with we will at this point, we've we've heard a lot of songs by Layla, and they're they're we're slowly regressing into yeah, we're gonna just churn one out, and this is this is hella churn out. <laughs> yeah. This one is very much felt like it was thrown in a formula and spat out. I, I mean, it, it hits the notes. It's sung with energy. So th- there are positives to this song. I, I don't think it's terrible. But at the same time, it's this is not what they were churning out at the start of Layla. And I don't know. It's kind of sad a little bit. But uh, we will. It's it's all right. It's, it's yeah, not bad. It's, it's all per right. Se? Yeah, yeah, per se. yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's all right. It's solid. It's solid. But I was just like, am I, yeah. am I going to be, you know, finding myself kicking to this on a Sunday afternoon? And I, I, I don't think so. No, no. Nah. Nah. I think I think I'll I, go I from some from for some German punch cake round cake here. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I don't see my after this show. I don't see myself listening to this again. It, it's just, <laughs> you know, it, it's. I think there's an audience, and I think maybe Layla fans might enjoy it, but yeah. uh, not, it's not for me. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Regardless, we will sell the wonderful 13,762 copies here. Going on up to number three, it is Chikarando Kagiri by Generations from Exile Tribe. Now, you are the resident Exile Tribe person here. I mean, it's it's pretty, it's really funny. It's really funny how I see this, because you love specifically <laughs> the Exile Tribe people, but you don't like Sandame J. Soul Brothers all too much. <laughs> While on opposites, Luna I, really know. loves the Sandame J. Soul Brothers, but doesn't, it's lukewarm on the Exile <laughs> Tribe people. I just find it hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because it's all produced by the same people. <laughs> it's produced by the same cut and cloth, you know. <laughs> Regardless, what, what did you think of Chikara no Kagiri? I I know that you were you were championing generations, especially now, back yes. in the day. Oh, I, I'm uh, Chikara no Kagiri is I. So this what the moment I heard it, I added it to I hit the plus sign like that. I I I really really like this. Now I will say the title track uh, Chikara no Giri I think is the weakest song on this release. And I would I would make a couple of minor changes to that song, like the first three seconds of that song is ear noise and you could rip it out and the song would be drastically better because it doesn't really contribute to the tone or the melody in any meaningful manner it's just let's just start the song off with a grating sound but Chikali no Giri once the track gets going I really like it I think it's a really fun track uh the the track of the of this release though is um atarashi sekai specifically the orchestra version <laughs> oh my lord that thing is phenomenal and i mean the I, both the original version for atarashi sekai and the orchestra version is absolutely fantastic both versions are really good but yes. the orchestra version really pulls it off on the top so to speak 
it, it it just gives it that little extra, you know, it just that, that, that oomph, little that, extra that, that, that just makes that it that I'm looking for for certain groups because, like yeah. I said, you know, the rap did not interfere with the music overall. The orchestra really played at its tone what it was there for. It knew it wasn't interfering with the rap at all at certain parts where I thought it was going to. And I was pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, it's just, it, it comes together so well. And it just, I mean, the orchestra just sounds so good. It ma- it made me wish they did more or- orchestra songs like this. Like I was like, man, I can think of two or three off their last album. I'd love to hear an orchestra version of. But uh, this, this, Atarashi Sekai was just, uh, such a great song. A time Slip Love is, is really freaking good, too. Uh, like, overall, this wound up being a solid release. Like I said, I have some m- very minor gripes about Chikara no Kagiri, but they're minor at the end of the day, and I still wound up really liking the song. I think I've listened to it five or six times uh, since, since I listened to it for the Oricon, and uh, overall, like, this was just... I mean, this blew my socks off. I I wound up loving this release. This is easily the best release that we're going to talk about for the rest of the day. Uh, and I really liked number one, but this is this is just so good. I mean, I'm, generations from Exile Tribe have just been on a tear, like ever since like their Up and Down album. Like I don't know because I I listened to generations a little bit of their older stuff and I was I was always having a hard time kind of getting into them, but I heard their up and down album and I loved their up and down album and I've listened to that album I don't know ninety two one hundred times at this point, and th- everything that they have released after up and down I've loved so much and I just I just don't know if I've gotten more used to generations or if they kind of went in a different direction. Or I just understand the group better. I'm, I'm not certain what has changed, but I mean, ever since that up and down album, like I have loved everything this group's put out, and they have become one of my one of my favorite boy groups to listen to is, is Generations. I mean, all of the Exile Tribe from the Exile Tribe Juniors, I, I like. I mean, I think the one that I think the only one now that I don't think. Uh, that sometimes they release it, they have a release that I'm like, eh, it's okay, is the rampage. Uh, but everybody else, I just love. Like, I think I think they're fantastic. So it, I am very eager to see what they do next. I, I love Generations, keep going, and uh, I, it would be kind of cool to see Chikara no Kagiri at the Kohaku if if they if they come back this year. Uh, they may or may not, but uh, if it, right now if they got invited, yeah. I think this would be this this would be the song. The thing is with that because they do LDH countdown because they do their own thing, and that's the reason why they only send one of their groups over there. But uh, yeah, I don't know if it would be Generation, but it probably be they probably want to cycle through all the junior groups. Possibly, uh, yeah, I, I could see that. I. I I haven't kept a running tally of who's appeared when, so uh, I don't know who they'd send. Uh, so it might be interesting. Uh, I, honestly, man, it would be really cool if they did Ballistic Boys, Last Dance, Need Bye Bye. 
Oh, that might that might be performance of the show. <laughs> if, they, if they go that route, I'm gonna I tell you, man. I just don't want them to do it just to spite you. <laughs> that would be my luck. It's like, we, well, we know Gray. This is what Gray wants, so we're gonna do something else. Well, no, so, that's specifically would. because I know you're not gonna you're gonna unfairly judge everything else. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, well, you know, it wasn't as good as Last Dance New Bye Byes. <laughs> Honestly, if they are going to put invite someone, it'd be the Fantastics, because they have yet to go on. Yeah, I can see that. Although, I, I, I'd i like to escape, but I, I don't know. I don't think escape is Kohaku-worthy. Uh, it's just like, it, like it's a good a song. I liked it, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't they don't technically if it's a debuting person when have we saw a debuting person use the song from that year you know that's a good point that's a good they point they have other songs they could probably possibly just go throughout their their whole thing um, and end on a yeah. song that is from that year but they've been bending the rules a whole lot lately with debuting people that they're just like, here's our best hits of everything we ever done, ever. <laughs> so. Well, there you go. But regardless, you know, Chikara... Chikara no Kagiri sold the wonderful six, 60,055 copies here. And going on up to number two, it's Suki Janai by Na Equals Me. And oh boy, talk about a, taking... Three steps forward and taking several steps back with Not Equals Me. We were praising them with their last release. With their last release, we were saying, yes, Not Equals Me is has been phenomenal. This isn't it. This is not it for me. Yeah, this is definitely a step down from their previous stuff. Like... It, it it's okay, uh, Suzuki Janai. It's okay. I I don't think it's particularly bad, but yeah, I remember their last release, absolutely loving it. And uh, this was generic and uh, honestly forgettable. I I don't see me. I, I don't see me remembering this <laughs> in a day. I think I'll have forgotten it by tomorrow. So it, I think it's you'll just, forget it's just... it by the time you go to sleep, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And, you I'm... know, the, th- the thing is with this, it's mostly because it's tied to an anime. It's, it's the, the maid I hired recently is mysterious or some something like that. I, I don't know. I'll watch, I don't watch anime. It's That's the, the... The opening is tied to that. And... You can tell that they are just pandering. <laughs> it could be just because they were pandering to that opening that they decided to do a song like this. But man, what a what a step not to go. Yeah, cause I mean, it just it this feels like something that any group could have put out, and the fact that it was them specifically just it's just disappointing and i you, you know they're capable of better and so to hear just the subparness just it really does leave a bad taste in your mouth yeah regardless Su- suki janai sold a lovely 92,343 copies and going on up to number one it is hoshi no ame by johnny's west now 
Well, Johnny's West, it's very interesting because we've all liked their previous release, which was Susumu Shikane. And, you know, that sold well, and we really, really liked it. And Raimi was also part of that release as well. And we really, really liked that earlier in the year. So how did we like Hoshi no Ame? I'm specifically wanting to hear from you, Gray, because, you know... As yeah. we explore, expire, or explore more of Johnny's style here, you know this is this is the key pair of what was supposed to be the next step. Uh, Hoshino Ame, I I liked it. I wound up enjoying it overall, but it it wasn't as good as their last release. I felt like this was in some ways a step down uh, from the other stuff that they've been putting out. Uh, but I did wind up liking it. Overall, like I said, uh, I, I had fun with the track. I thought the vocals and their harmonization was really good. Uh, but, you know, with Johnny's West, I, I really think, you know, like they, they, they've set the bar so high in the past that when they release a track like this, that's really good by all merits. But it's just it's, it's just it's not Johnny's West good. You, you know what I'm saying? You're like, well, you know, it's a little disappointing. Like this is, like I said, this is a really good track. By any, if any other group put this track out, I'd be loving it. But because it's Johnny's West, I'm like, well, I mean, it's good, but you guys can do better than this. And uh, it, it's just a little step down from what they've been doing as of late. So uh, Hoshino Ame, I liked it. I thought the vocal work in it was fantastic. I liked the melody and uh, this and this and everything, but. To me, it would have been I. It's it was just missing that little something extra that usually Johnny's West does. It just sends it over the top and makes it this this wonderful track. And I, it felt like a, they were playing it a little safe too with this release. Like like and they're not really pushing themselves. They're just kind of like staying within the lines a bit. And, I, I think, and so I think you I think you summed it up fairly perfectly here, Gray. I think they played it really safe with Hoshino Ame, and that's that's the one thing that I'm kind of sad about because I know they uh, like Rei Mei was the song that we absolutely loved, and I'm just sad that you know they knocked it out of the park with it, but with Hoshino Ame it was just all right. Yeah, like I said, it you know you know. Had it been like another group or something, you know, like I, I think this would have been a, a great song. But you know, it, it's it's Johnny's West. They're they're better than this, and and so because because of that, it's like you just hold them to a slightly higher standard, and so uh, it winds up just being a pretty good song that you know could have been something special. Uh, but uh, still, I I mean, it. it if if I lived in Japan and, and could afford the the or could afford the shipping, I'd probably be buying this. Uh, I would I would say that. Or if it was on Apple Music, I would hit the plus sign. Uh, <laughs> so so I did I did like I said I did like it, uh, and I would definitely listen to it more because I I had a lot of fun with I did have fun with it, but um, it's you know it it it, it was a little disappointing to hear, but. Uh, I did like it overall, and uh, I think it's, it, you know, I, I think fans will be happy. Yeah. You know, re- regardless, 
Hoshi no Ame sold a wonderful 291,727 copies here. Now it sold very, very well. And with that, let's kind of move on to the albums real fast and kind of just peek over what was hitting the charts, so to speak. So we have. Oh, we have. <laughs> we have Sakura Zaka 46. With their album, as you know, and this tells you all you need to know about how Sakura Zaka sales are doing, it sold lower than the number one single. <laughs> That's not good. Granted, you know, albums do do have a tendency to be a little bit much more expensive. But that's still, that's half. That's literally half of what Johnny's was making. <laughs> that is not good at all. But nothing else of note here to really kind of chomp the bit. I mean, you got Proto Graffiti's latest single, or the latest album here at number five. But nothing real noticeable here to kind of take note of. But yeah, I want to say thank you for listening to this week's episode of Ungakudu. You can follow all of our lovely friends and affiliates at on the lovely Instagrams. You can follow our affiliate T Koryu Hunter, who is a variety streamer and just is learning the lovely life of parental life with a dog. It's, it's not good, my friend. <laughs> His dog has been carrying the bowl around just to, like, slam it against the, the refrigerator just to get food. But yeah, you can follow him at uh, twitch.tv slash koryuhunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. Just also follow him on tw Twitter at the same handle as well. You can also follow our affiliate, TimberTaff, who is a variety streamer in and of himself. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out Luna's sister Rose, who's probably really excited about the new Final Fantasy XIV updates. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out Fangirl, who is a variety streamer as herself. And you can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirl has no name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast that I do with Kill Timber and Fangirl called Potosaurus. This past week, we just went on a huge thing talking about Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I've never played that game, so I was just hit Lou just going crazy. I'm just like, all right. <laughs> but it's a good game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've listened to it once. I don't need to listen to it again. <laughs> I, I, that's all I was going to say is is it's a good game and I'm liking it. And that's all I'm going to but leave yeah. it at. You can check that out by looking up Koryu Hunter. Same as his Twitch handle on all podcast streaming services. You can check out this lovely podcast on all social media platforms on Twitter and Instagram. At Ongakudu. You can check out also where we report about the Japanese music industry at Ongakudu.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow me personally at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Ainaibo, Roboko Herobo, and all the lovely little things there. You can also follow Luna at LunaMarie87 on Twitter as well. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OngakuGray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. If you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. 
But yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this wonderful episode of Ungakadio. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye-bye. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next week. Bye-bye.